we met at Virgin America training to be flight attendants. Mm-hmm. Six months in. Six months in. Mm-hmm. Red dress. Red dress. Yeah. Six months in. We met in training. I meant six months into Virgin America being. Oh around. yeah, like six. Yeah, like we, like, o- we were we were OGs. OGs. We were mm-hmm. we were the original 100 flight attendants. Yep. Like Virgin America. The senior mamas with yep. Virgin America. Yeah. And the reason we're doing this podcast and the reason it's called Virgins to Vixens mm-hmm. is a real estate story is we were virgins and now we're real estate vixens. <laughs> yep. Right? Yes. Yes. So um, I have always loved Grace. The minute we were in training together, it has been a love story. And, <laughs> and I'm just so excited <laughs> to be here and share our story because really it's just a story of life and love and real estate and friendship and growth and spiritual growth and All manifesting yes, and flipping. And now, Grace, just like for one second, talk about just Right now in your life, how many flips you've done and how many houses you own and just like a real, if you had to do like an elevator pitch for Grace, go. Okay. So um, I think I've done close to a hundred flips, fix and flips and some wholesale deals that were like maybe partial flips where I just did a little something, something and then sold them on. Um, But uh, yeah, I started about 10 years ago. Right now today I have 17 doors and- 17 houses. Yes. And some are short-term rentals, kind of luxurious Airbnbs, and some are long-term rentals. So I have tenants and, um, I own one fix and flip currently because I couldn't help myself. I, Scott likes to joke, Scott's my husband, that, uh, you can't save every house, but I try. (laughs) My specialty is, um, I love historic houses. I think they have tons of charm and character, and that has been my niche for the past 10 years is the cute and beautiful. Yep, I remember that. So we have a thing every year where we do Tiger Lily, and it's five of our closest girlfriends that go anywhere around, you know, so far it's just been California, but we want to maybe No, we did a year here. Oh, yeah, you're right. We did during COVID. So Tiger Lily is a women's festival. And it is completely run. And it was a, the brainchild of Christina. And Sarah Gale. And Sarah Gale, yes. our other girlfriend. Yes. And it is kind of our reset. Yeah. It is our meeting of the minds. Yeah. We don't, we aren't really on our phones. I'm constantly naked. We're, you're constantly naked. <laughs> we are always drinking. We're always in a hot yes. tub. Yes. And we are constantly brainstorming. Yes. About. Inspiring each other. What comes next in our lives. Yes. Yes. 100%. And when we were there this last year, I remember, and I'll never forget it, because I was like, okay, everybody stop. Name the first two things that come to your mind. And like, and the first thing you said was beautiful. Like, beauty. I love beauty. beauty. Like, I love to be surrounded by yeah. beauty. Yeah. And it just stuck with me because it's so true because it's what we do. Like, I'm a designer. I'm yes. an interior designer in the Palm Springs area. And, and recently I have become a real estate agent, but I am... I say I am new real estate agent, but I am not new to real estate. It right. has been in my in my life, in my life blood, um, for years and years. And so, anyway, Grace has been a mentor of mine um, since I've have known her for fifteen years. And 
So just a quick little backstory because this is super fun. When we met as Virgin America flight attendants, of course, that was 15 years ago. So we were 15 years younger and we were both single, newly divorced single ladies. Yes. Wild That's and exactly crazy. exactly what it means. <laughs> that is exactly what it means. And um, Living our best lives. Living our best lives. We had layovers <laughs> in New York, Boston. Yeah. I mean, you can LA. Every bar, every yeah. situation. It was glam, glam, glam. In-flight boyfriends. We were super poor. Yep. But Broke we lived glamorous lifestyles. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. yeah. Quick yeah. little, I'll do a whole other podcast on this, but at the time, I actually lived out of my forerunner. I had my yes. storage unit yes. that I had made into my closet. So I would go to my storage unit and I had like little lights and cute little dressers and a little mirror and I would get new clothes for the week to put in the back of my forerunner because I was always on four day trips traveling around. Yeah. Half you're time, never home. Never home. So I was like, why am I spending money on rent when I'm never home? I don't know like, if you remember this, but I rented a room from a cop in San Francisco. Yes. And me and two other flight attendants shared that one bedroom because we were never right, there. Right. And he was so excited. He told all he his cop friends, he's like, attendants. I had three hot flight three. attendants. Living. But he was like, yeah. when we convinced him, because the rent was outrageous in San Francisco. Yeah. And it's, 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 still is. it's astronomical now. Yeah, but back yeah. then, it was $950 for this one bedroom. So we split Nowadays, it three ways. Like, I'll take it. Right? <laughs> right? And, he, and we were like, okay, we feel safe. He's a young cop. He's so fun. Like, he would take us out on the weekends. It was so cool. Right. But he was like, well, what if all three of you are home at the same time? And we were like, well, can one of us sleep on the couch? Yeah. And and the entire time we lived together, maybe that happened one time. And I like, we were always snuggled. gone. Yeah. yeah. We were fine. <laughs> we were totally fine. Yeah. That is – it's amazing, right? It's such a different lifestyle. The glamour days. It's such a different life, right? A hundred percent. As – as we go on this podcast, we're going to share some stories because I have some stories about about Grace in certain bars, and uh, I have. Hey now. Said, <laughs> I know. I thought we're supposed to be. <laughs> we're supposed to be vulnerable. And oh open. no! And, okay. Um, anyway, no, it's just so much fun, and and of course, I mean, I have some some amazing stories. So I was on the promo team because I wanted to be. Grace could have been, but she didn't want to be. Correct. I think I was just. I think I was not as far along in my divorce as you, and okay. I was like a little bit more mentally unstable. Okay. All right. Fair, fair. And my off time was spent drinking. Right. So, yeah. So, it cut into my party time. Right. From what I remember. But my, yeah, exactly. A lot of those days. But anyway, so I have a lot of, I, of course, it was owned by Richard Branson, so I have a lot of stories that I got to meet him quite a few number of times, which was amazing. He's actually such an amazing guy. I mean... I, I never you? got to meet him. You never got to meet him. We, our paths crossed in a hotel lobby once, and right. that was it. That was okay. my only Richard Branson So can I tell in. you my super fun story? Yes. Okay. So my super, my most fun story, is that correct English? I'm not yes, sure. Yes, anyway, it's fine. Um, is, so we were going through TSA. So we were doing the promo team. We were on our way to, I want to say it was Boston, to the Boston opening. So it was the opening launch of our new flight, um, LA to right. Boston. And he was in front of me in TSA. So, of course, in TSA, you have to take off your shoes, your belt, all that kind of stuff, yeah. right? So even if you're Richard even Branson. Even if you're Richard Branson. Yep. So he, he stripped down in front of me. And then um, we went through TSA, and he got all dressed, but he forgot his belt. Oh, no. So, yes. So then he walked along, of course, in front of me, and he went to go talk to our CEO at the time and our director of in-flight. 
And so they're in a circle. So it's here. Richard Branson, my CEO and my director of in-flight. Dola. It was Dola. Uh, yeah, Dola. Yeah. Yes. Her name course. is Dola. And yes. Yeah. I don't know. David, I don't know. Say David Kush. David Kush was yeah. the CEO. So they're all That's, standing. This is public knowledge. Right? Exactly. Yes. This is public knowledge. So they're all standing in a little, <laughs> in a little huddle. And I come up to them. And I have his belt in my hand. And because this is how free it was at Virgin America, as I was just a flight, just like an average lowly flight attendant. Right. I come up and I say, oh, Richard. And I have his belt. I'm all, you forgot your belt. <laughs> and then he takes his belt. He throws it around my waist, pulls me into him and says, oh, but darling, you forgot your knickers in my room. <laughs> Stop it! Yes. That is so yes. him. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. And then, of course, he just takes his belt and walks away. And I love like, it. Yeah. It was and the amazing. CEO was like, yeah, what just like, happened? But well, he just slept with 15 other girls. So oh, totally. Yeah. Like, like no, he, he loves blondes. That is a, yeah. known, a known thing. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, that's one of my funnest. And then he also hit me on the head with a um, boogie board, but that's another story. So. That is fantastic. Yeah, that was pretty fun. That is a great way to get started here. So that's the virgin part of our virgins to vixens. vixens. But the reason this is called a real estate story is we talk all the time Mm -hmm. about real estate. Mm -hmm. It is woven into every conversation we have now. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's me mentoring you. Sometimes it's me coaching you or nudging you in the right direction or giving you an girl. And then sometimes it's literally us just checking in and you saying, what projects are you working on? What's going on? Like, you know, real estate is so fun and I have enjoyed it immensely these past 10 years. Mm-hmm. I am still a flight attendant. Yeah, we both are. <laughs> we both are. Yeah. But like, I never fly. Right. That's another story. Right. But um, real estate's incredible because there's always something new to learn. And once in a while, we'll have a discussion and I'll say, but that's the deep end of the swimming pool. Mm-hmm. Like, you can make money and have an incredible career in real estate and never do really complicated, hard things. Mm-hmm. If you can stay right in the fix and flip lane. Mm -hmm. But there's also all of these other ways to make money. So it's going to be so fun Mm -hmm. to talk about all the other different ways Mm -hmm. you can make money. And I've started, of course, a long time before you did because Mm -hmm. you stayed at Virgin and I stopped flying at Virgin and I started flying with a different airline and I had babies Mm -hmm. and my husband was like, I don't want a part-time wife. You got to figure this out. You got to do something at home. So... I started about 10 years ago with his full support. Like, you go flip houses. And that's how it started, was with flipping. Oh, but can I, I mean, my perspective. Yeah. So just my perspective of how you got started, which I tell everybody about how amazing you are, is being broke as a joke, flight attendant. Yes. She tells me. I'm going to buy this house in Phoenix oh, yeah. for $50,000. Should, should we talk about the, please, the first house? Okay, please. so this is what started it. This is it. the start of your but story. No, but there's it's before that, too. Because okay. remember, I got divorced. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I used to live in Europe. Yep. My ex-husband is British. And when we lived in Europe, we lived in Holland. And I started flipping row houses built in the 1700s, like the really skinny ones in my 20s. When he, he was a diplomat. He I had, had no the income. Idea. Yeah. 15 yeah. years. So later, I was, I was, uh, you flipped a I was, in Holland? Yes, yes, several. And I managed a team of 14 Polish builders Stop who it. did not speak English. They only spoke Dutch. And so I learned like builder Dutch. Please. I learned like construction Dutch. Like, like the staircase is a trapje. Like, I don't know practical Dutch. I know like 
down yeah, construction. Like, yeah. I know Polish yeah. construction Dutch. Got it. <laughs> Whoa. But so I did this in Holland. And then I left I my ex-husband no because he was idea. this miserable human being. And he was like, you're not going to survive without me or my money. Mm-hmm. And I moved back to California. I had just finished graduate school. I was flipping houses in Holland and I had just gone to graduate school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I moved back to California and I was applying for jobs in um, in San Francisco, like tech jobs, things that were more like in line with my master's degree. And I saw a bus stop across the street that had a Virgin America b- like, now yeah. launched. Yeah, it was yeah. brand new airline yeah. now hiring. And I went on their website and applied and like no the rest is history there. Way. But when I left my ex-husband, I was like, if I can do this in Holland, I can do this anywhere. But then How I put, find- Wait, I put that aside. I put that dream aside because Virgin was so fun and going through divorce is so traumatic. And I just, I came, when I came out of it and I was married to my husband and we were living here in Phoenix, he was like, you, you should flip. And I was like, I haven't flipped in 10 years and I've never flipped in America. But how I got started in Phoenix with my first property, I had not met my husband yet. It was 2011. You, you want the whole story? Yeah. I don't want Okay. So the whole story is when you're a flight attendant, you can fly on any airline in the U.S. They all have agreements with each other. And you can kind of use flights like your own personal bus service, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know this. Well, my mom lived in Arizona, and I used to fly to Phoenix to meet her for lunch. And one time, I flew to Phoenix, and I met her for lunch, and she she's smart. She's sneaky. She knows how much I love historic houses. And she took me downtown Phoenix. This is in late 2010, to these neighborhoods and showed me houses that were $29,000, $30,000, little cute, little craftsmen with high ceilings built in 1920. And my mom was like, how much is your studio apartment in San Francisco? And I was like, it's $1,500 a month. And she was like, you could buy this house in Phoenix for 30 grand. Because by this time you had left the cops one bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then you had and I had my own studio, studio apartment. And I it was that. it was so cute. Oh, it was so cute. But it was that. in the tender knob. Yeah. It was on yeah. Geary and Hyde. Yeah. It was on the fifth floor. Yeah. And I had to work so many hours at Virgin America. Definitely. I was only in that apartment three days a month. Well, we were paid peanuts. So yeah. Yes, exactly. So like 90% of my income went to that apartment peanuts, that I was never in. Uh, peanuts. Uh, <laughs> okay, sorry. You're so funny. Okay, yeah. No, so okay. um, so my mom showed me Phoenix, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is darling. So I got a lender, and there were all these special programs because of the financial crash in 2008. Mm-hmm. There were tons of vacant houses, and nobody was buying them. Everybody was – it was like a – the bottom of the market, right? Mm-hmm. And I qualified to buy a house in downtown Phoenix. I bought it for fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. It was just a two bedroom, one bath, twelve hundred square foot house built in nineteen twelve on a huge lot. And um, I felt like a grown up, like for real. No, so I remember you had oh to save God. your five thousand dollars. I had to for save down for my down. We talked about it. Yes, you were like. I'm saving. I'm at like, I remember we were flying together and you were like, I'm at 4,000 something. Yeah. And I was like, wow, girl, like get it. Like, yeah. this is amazing. Yeah. And then you, that's, I remember this. And then, so my mortgage was $286 a 
a month. Ridiculous. So my rent in San Francisco was fifteen hundred. All of a sudden, I had money for activities. Right. right. No, you know <laughs> I what was you like, did? no. Do you know what you did, Grace? Do you remember? I remember the story about there was a an ironing board somewhere that yes. you took out. And oh you yeah. Put in a spice rack. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. So like, it was one of those ironing boards that is in those historic houses in the yeah, kitchens yeah, that yeah. folds down. Yeah. And I took the ironing board out and made all these little wood shelves because right. it was right next to the stove right. and made it my spice rack. It's still that. there to Have this we day. talked about this in 10 years? Oh Isn't that ridiculous that I remember I, that? How fun. Like, how yeah, fun. Because it was such an inspiration. It was always, even back then, like m- my story was so very different because I had just gotten remarried and I yes. had just gotten like... I had just gotten pregnant or something. No, wait. No, it was not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I had, I was in a relationship. 2011, you were in a relationship. You got married in 2011. I got got married. You did too though. Uh, 2012, 12, 12. 12, 12, 12. So it was a year later. But I met my husband right when I bought this house. But I had always wanted to flip. This is the thing. And I had no idea you flipped in Holland, Grace. Oh, yeah. That's freaking ridiculous. I'm going to show you the houses. They're beautiful. How did you get... Into that in Holland, though. Okay, like, so what? it was so tricky because, first of all, having a mortgage in Holland, you're only allowed one. Right. So we schemed because okay. we were so only we, allowed so one mortgage. So he was in on it. A My ex husband, yeah, because okay. he wanted to keep me busy. I was okay. bored. Okay. I'm not fun when I'm bored. Right. I am cranky. Right. No. Right. Right. <laughs> right. But, um, that was such an incredible experience because I learned really early on that anything construction related is not terrifying. Like anything can be right. fixed. One of the houses we did, we had to chisel out plaster from the walls and behind it was horse hair because that's how they insulated the walls in the 1700s. Just oh, wads of horse hair. My God. Like, I mean, you learn you learn really cool <laughs> shit when you're doing oh, houses like that. Oh, my God. I know. I know. Um, but honestly, what gave me the confidence to do that was my aunt and uncle. I don't know if I've ever talked to you about my aunt and uncle. They live in Southern California. They live in Temecula. And when I was 18 and I was at UCSD, I would drive up and see them on the weekends. And they were fixing flipping and buying houses in Temecula and Hemet for like 50 grand a pop. And at one point they owned an entire cul-de-sac. They owned every single house and they had them all rented. So they knew every single family in this one cul-de-sac and they would, they would run the numbers with me. They'd be like, we bought this house for 50,000. The rent is 1200 a month, but we have 12 of them. So do the math. Right. Right. So you were inspired by your aunt and uncle. Yes. I had no idea. Yes. Yes. And, and they were blue, blue collar. My mom's side. This is my mom's older sister my and her husband. Sister. And he owned a um, an electrician business. He was a he was a residential electrician, yeah. but he cashed in. He had been saving in a, his four hundred one k forever, and he cashed it in and he just bought a ton of real estate. And yeah. they owned everything outright. They had no mortgages. Um, and then so when the money ran out. Like they couldn't, they didn't keep buying. They didn't right. leverage some to buy more. They didn't, cu- they didn't move the cups. They didn't move the cups. They, it's a we'll cups talk, game. It's a cups we game. We talk about that. We'll it's a cups game. Later. Yeah. You know that like janky game you yeah. see in downtown locations where there's three plastic solo cups and there's like a grape or something under one yeah, of them yeah, and they yeah. move yeah. them around and That's if you hard. find the right one, you get the money. That's real estate. Right. If you right. want to grow. Yeah. Literally. Right. My dad used to say, robbing Peter to pay Paul. It's not 
that bad, but it kind of is. You I have to be okay just with used leverage. That expression the other day. Did you really? Like, yeah, I swear to God, someone just said, "Well, how do you, how do you do it? Like, what, like, how do you get this house and then move it to this house? And how do you do what you do?" And I was like, "Well, I literally." Rob Peter to pay Paul in, yes. a, in a matter of speaking. Yes. Like, because it's one loan for this loan to switch to, you know, it's just. You know what changed it. it for me? Understanding fractional banking. Do you know what fractional banking Mm-mm. is? If you bring a hundred K into a bank and you say, hi bank, I'd like to deposit this hundred thousand dollars in my account. Mm-hmm. The bank goes, great. I'm going to take your hundred thousand dollars and I'm going to lend out a hundred thousand dollars nine times. They're mm-hmm. allowed to lend out nine times. It's infinite banking, right? Mm-hmm. So they took your 100K and they made it like almost a million dollars. And it's like money isn't real. It's just a yeah. concept. It's just an idea. Yeah. And it's energy. it's energy. And as soon as you realize what they did is they never moved their energy, my aunt and uncle, mm-hmm. right? It was stagnant. And the value of the houses grew but they could have grown their portfolio from 12 rentals to 100 if they had wanted to. Yeah. Because you can borrow against your performing asset and go buy another one. Right. But they didn't do that. And, you know, it's good because they were totally recession-proof. But but wait, pause right there because I think this goes back to your rental, your first house. Because from what I remember from yes. all of our stories yes. and our talks, yes. you bought the house for 50000 Yes. A year, a year and a half later, it was worth double. Yeah. And you took the 50000 in equity mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. when you did your first flip. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So you did exactly you that. Actually, it was a few years later. Oh, so it was like um, two years later. And, and it had more than doubled. So that same property today is worth almost 500000 Right. That you bought for fifty. That I 000. bought for fifty, But right. I have borrowed against it several times. So right. the first time I borrowed against it, um, I borrowed enough to, yes, do one flip and also buy another house. We bought that beautiful mid-century modern house yep. in Tempe. Yep. And I paid my car off. So it's like the three. I saw it happen magically. Right. <laughs> that first time I dipped into the well. Mm-hmm. But the entire time it was rented for, you know, the mortgage was 200 initially. Mm-hmm. And I had it rented immediately when I left for 1250 right. which was amazing. Right. And that was just cash flow every month right? forever. And then I borrowed against it. And But um, my husband also bought a house. And then we bought another house together. So he, I'm lucky in that he, he has a part a, of it. And mm-hmm. he has a, and he had a good income to qualify because mm-hmm. flight attending paid nothing. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning, if you really want to grow, you have to have some sort of W-2 mm-hmm. salaried income mm-hmm. or get creative with your finances. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, to be honest right. with you. No, like exactly. Right now, I'm single and um I am a flight attendant. Yes. Up until probably about eight months ago, that was my sole source of income. Right. So now to get a house, they say I need to have two years W-2s. of W-2s for a business. No, like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I have to have yeah. two years of business income. So I started Christina Joy Design. So as like I said, I'm an interior designer, started in 2022. So all of 2022, I said design. I did quite well as a designer. Yes. At, as an LLC. I mean, I designed before that, but sure. like as my business. Sure. LLC. And then now it's only January of 2023. I can't buy a house right now, even though I'm making more money than I did as a flight attendant, because I don't have 
That's not I, true. I, I'm just saying conventional. Okay, conventional. Because yeah, you can do DSCR loans. Yes. Which are yes, yes, yes. a totally different thing. I'm saying for the average right. buyer who doesn't know about right. all these other creative financing ways. Right. What, that's what I meant to but, say. No, no, exactly. Like, I can't it's so hard to scale. In, it's so hard to scale because yeah. I can't walk into a bank right now and say, okay, so my goal right now is I'm currently doing a flip. As I yes. do, so we can talk about that later. So once I sell this flip, I want to take a 1031 exchange, which we can talk about that later too, yes. into moving my money into yes. a duplex. Yes. So this is my goal. But the thing is- And you're going to house hack that And duplex. I'm going to, yes, exactly. Well, I'm, yes. And I'm house hacking my current house. But anyway, I feel like I'm getting sidetracked. No, no, no you're I, good. I feel like the thing is, is that if I didn't know about creative financing, I yes. would be very, very stuck. Because yes. even though I am making more money yes. now, yes. the banks- You don't look lendable. I don't look lendable. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's BS. Right. And it's meant, in some ways, I think lending is an old boys club. Right. And it's who you right. know. Yeah. Because there are so many loan products out there that how in the world would you ever know about them if someone didn't introduce didn't you to them? Didn't tell you. Right. Right. Um, private banking is super interesting and we can totally talk about that. Um, but DSCR loans are super interesting. Also, you're kind of dead in the water when the rates go up, right? right? Because all of a sudden, any profit that you would have made on a rental is tied up in your mortgage because your interest rates are so high. Right. But I just had a whole YouTube about this and interest rates, I, I don't know if you agree with me or not. I you mean, mean they're going down? Well, I don't think that they're as high as people are are making them out to be. I have this paper. I okay. literally have a paper that was printed to me by my title company that, yes, we are used to 3%, 4%. Of course, 2021, 2 point whatever, 6, 5%. Sure. Yes, that existed. Yes, yes. it did. If you take the national average, rates were 3.0% back in 1954. Right. That was the last time they were even close to the right. rates in 2021. Well, the average is 12%. Thank you. Yeah. That's what I was getting at. So circle back to 6.3, whatever, 6.48 that we are today. Yeah. It's not that bad. So I have two things to say on that. One... This is a caveat. If you're going to go buy your first house, there are so many things available to you right now so as a home buyer. Right. Well, you can ask the seller to buy down your rate. That too. Yeah. There's a lot of cool things that you can do. But when you're an investor, your basis is much higher. So like I'm not getting 6% loans. I'm getting 7 8% loans. Sure. And like I have a line of credit that was variable. And it's amazing what you can do with a line of credit at $800,000. Right. You can just like go on a little spending your spree. your private lender. Right. Exactly. Hard money right now in Arizona, I have a wonderful hard money lender and it's 12.5%. I just got my hard money for 9.9% in right. Palm Springs. That is amazing. Right. My, of course, line of credit is only 8%. So actually it just went down to 7.8. It's very. So why would you use a private money lender? Just questioning. Oh, for uh, my hard money? Yeah. Um, Because of the idea of having the ability to buy even more real estate. Okay. So, so um, it has to do with leverage. leverage. Yeah. Because um, it was so fast to use them and buy it and I don't want to tie up my entire line of credit with this one flip because okay. I'm doing a whole addition on this flip. Mm -hmm. And 
Um, I bought it in August. It's already January. We won't be done till May. That's tying up my line of credit for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with the, it's still, it's still going to be profitable. Right. Even at 12%. Yeah. So I'm okay with it, but that's a great question. I mean, why wouldn't you take the lower interest rate? Yeah. But I get it. It's yeah. all just goals, leverage, yeah. what you want to do, where you want to go. Yeah. Moving the money around. Yeah. Playing those cups. cups. Games. Playing the cups. cups game. Yeah. But you know, um, yeah. my my banker, I, I said it's a cups game when I went in and paid the loan down the yeah. other day. And she's like, oh, no, you're using this loan for its intended purposes. Right. So. Right. Exactly. They so, want you to do that. <laughs> on a on a similar note, now of course that was in 2010. So here we are, 2023, right? Like 13 years later. Who? Where are you going to go to buy a house for fifty thousand dollars? Of course, Memphis, where you're at now. There yes. are places. So my other, I'm looking at a few markets because I've shifted, and now I really want to focus on cash flow. Mm-hmm. So I'm no longer doing fix and flips and Airbnbs and traditional holds, I'm actually looking at Section 8 properties Mm -hmm. because that's money every month guaranteed by the government. And Mm -hmm. I know it has a bad name and people are like, oh, Section 8 people trash your house. Well, that's kind of racist and it's not always true at all. And sometimes it's just a hard on their luck, single mom who needs a break. And I've done enough great deals in my life to want to give back now and affordable housing is kind of my passion project. But Memphis is interesting. I think it's already a little too expensive, which is shocking. Um, but I'm actually looking at Minneapolis and uh well the outskirts, um Milwaukee and um upstate New York, like Buffalo area. Those That's are the right. markets I'm looking at. How did at. that go? Did you get that place off Facebook Marketplace? Oh my gosh. I'm still in negotiation. Um, yeah, you can find houses on Facebook Marketplace no in upstate, upstate yeah. New York. Yeah. This is a three bedroom, one bath um, mill house. So it was made because there was like a local mill and it was, it was built in the 1890s. Those giant saw cut hardwood floors, like just built right. You know, um, everything was updated about 15 years ago. So the electrical and the plumbing, all of that is new, which is awesome. But, um, I'm getting it for 25 grand, which is ridiculous. Stupid money. Stupid. Mm-hmm. The but, cost of my new Birkin bag. But, but just get kidding. this. Yeah. Right. I, I'm just kidding. I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> There's this cute girl on TikTok who says, oh no, instead of Birkins, I buy apartment complexes. Yeah. And I'm much like, smarter. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Let's be real. Um, you have a Birkin. Yes. Let's be real. But I <laughs> but I didn't buy one until it was very easy to buy I one. get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Busted. Busted. Yeah. But um, uh, the guy I'm selling to, it's like been in his uh, – I'm buying it from. It's been in his family forever and he wants cash. He literally wants me to just bring him like 25 grand in cash. Okay, you can do it. I know. I know. I'm just going to fly yeah. there. Yeah. But the weather's terrible in New York right now. I do not feel comfortable driving. So I've like held him off for a couple of weeks. Okay. But yeah, I'm just going to, okay. you know. Yeah. So circling back to your house. So I bought my current home in 2019, of course, yes. right before COVID when all the prices went crazy. I got yeah. super lucky. Yes. I bought it for $250,000 in La Quinta. And um, so I just want to let like, I don't know. I just want to let our listeners know that even though, yes, it's not 2010, you're not the bottom of the market, you can still make money out there. Just, Absolutely. You have to 
You have to just do it. You have to just buy it. I had to literally, I mean, borrow money from Peter, yeah. Paul, Smith. Me. I had to, yeah, you. I had to, I had to like, yeah, move. I literally yeah. was just moving Cups money game. from a credit card. Totally. Right? So, yeah. so I'll tell you what happened there with Grace. I had a credit card worth $20,000. I had a credit card debt. Okay. So I'm just going to be completely honest here. I had credit card debt of $20,000. My loan person said, you have to pay this off to get this house. I called Grace. I said, Grace, I need you to pay off my credit card. Yep. And as soon as I close, I will go back and I will take a cash out advance or charge it on some sort of, because I do on my own business, I just charged it. And I paid her back her $20,000 the day basically after right. I closed. But we so, had to we had to include that it was a gift. That it was that a gift. I was gifting yep. her yep. 20 yep. grand for her to purchase the house. Yep. There's so many hoops you there's have to jump so many, through, but they're yes. so worth it. They're so worth it. So, so what's I your had house to work worth hard? now? Four hundred and fifty thousand. Exactly. I just took out a home equity line of credit for almost a hundred thousand dollars, which is how I am flipping. So I am basically doing what Grace did back in 2010, 2011. Yeah. Today, I'm flipping my first house at the Cathedral City Cove. It's like this amazing little cove uh, in Palm Desert area, Palm Springs area. And I got it for 360, like, like Here, hers. Let's run the numbers the on that. Okay. So you bought your flip for 360. No, 250. Oh no, yes, I bought my flip for 360. Okay, and yes. how much are you putting into it? Nine, 100, let's say 100. 100? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're gonna be all in for roughly 460. 460 but then there's carrying costs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. What do you think you're going to be able to sell it for? $5.95. See, this is beautiful. Right. This is what I'm talking about. And then about. I'm taking that money. Yes. And this is when I want to either. So you always taught me, and this is what I tell everybody to do, is flip, flip, hold. Correct. So, Or it's a job. Or you right. just have a really weird job where you get giant paydays and then it's feast or famine. It's like yeah, you have a hundred thousand in your bank account, but then you got to do the next flip, and then you're dependent on that like a salary, like an income. Right. right. If you hold some of them, if you keep them and yep. they're yours and they're passive income, yep. then you're building your portfolio. Okay. So I do. I go to a real estate investors meeting once a month in yeah. my local area, which yeah. I recommend everybody yes. to do. Rias, they're Rias. all over the country. They're all over the I'm country. I'm a part of the Phoenix one. Yep. Like I've been you, in for years. Yeah. That's how I met my hard money lender for my flip. That's how I met this other guy, Robin, who's amazing, who I'm going to flip my next house with. I mean, it's just, you meet amazing people. Absolutely. It's like-minded people. I, I got so much inspiration from being there. So anyway, that's how, so I went there and so I bought, I, anyway, I forgot where I was going exactly with that, but, but from that, yes, I got my hard money letter. Wait, yes. wait what were we talking about before flip, flip, that? Pulled. Flip, flip, pulled. Thank you. So Robin, actually, if he's listening, he knows who he is. Um, he told me that when he was doing all of his flipping, he was flipping, 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 flipping. And yes, he made a flipping lot of money, but nothing, he to, show nothing to show for it no. five years later. Exactly. He blames his wife, but they all do. Just saying. Just <laughs> so saying. can but, I just give you this yeah. one anecdote story? So I've, t I've taught a lot of people flipping. Yeah. And then, and like, there's a lot of people in Phoenix that I've just actually sat down and I've been like, this is how you flip. This is how you get an LLC. This is how you do it. You know, I've just mentored a lot of people. This one girl did a flip and it was beautiful. And she got this like $75,000 check. And she took that check the next day and went to the Audi dealership and bought herself a brand new Audi cash and said, oh, I've just always wanted an Audi. And I said, yeah, but you just you're, supposed your to re you're yeah. supposed to reinvest it. Yeah. So 
I waited years to yeah. buy any special little extras. Yeah. Anytime I got a paycheck, I would take 100K and go buy two houses. Yes. And yes. then take yes, 200K yes, yes. and go buy four, four houses. houses. And at one time, I was flipping like eight houses at a time. I do not recommend that. That is That's ludicrous. Yeah. You're just, you're strung out at that point. Yeah. Don't do it. But I was shocked by her. Yeah. I was like, I don't think you understand finances. Right. Because you're not supposed to have that no. $75,000 payday no. and go buy yourself a toy. You're supposed to reinvest that into yourself so yeah. that 10 years from now, you're sitting on a beach in Bali and you don't work anymore. Right. But this is where it comes down to relationship with money. Right? Yes. And I would like to put out a shout out to Manifest Manifestation Babe yeah. because that's who I've been following a lot. Yeah. And she's really helped me with my mindset. Yes. And this is the thing is that this is why lottery winners, right, yeah. who win the lottery always go back. Always go broke. Right. Because they don't have a good relationship with money. It's so right? true. Right? So yes. like this is, I, I'm I'm there. I'm at my beginning stages. This is part of the whole virgin to vixen's name. I'm a virgin in this. You're a vixen in this. But I am definitely, you know, I'm getting around. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. no longer a virgin. I'm getting around. Anyway, take that as no, you No, know. but seriously, yeah. though, this has so much to do with mindset. Also, and goals. Goals, and just, yes. Just really understanding what it is that you want yes. out of real estate. Like, That's honestly, it. Your end game, What's right? your end game? Like this guy, my friend Robin, who basically, now now he's ready to flip again. He like took a break because obviously he went through his relationship or whatever and he took a break and now he's ready to go back all in and he says he's going to hold Yes. Every once in a while because he didn't before. Yes. But now he wants to because yes. that's where it is, right? Yes. Flip, flip, hold. So I so. have a very good friend here, Joel Contreras. He's mm -hmm. a big name in Phoenix. He's had his houses in Dwell Magazine. He's a big deal. His, his houses are insanely gorgeous. He has sold every single one of these passion projects he's done mm -hmm. the past 10 years. And he regrets it so much. He was yeah. like, yeah. if I could just hold a couple of my projects that I'm so proud Passionate, of that I'm yeah. so that are so meaningful to me mm -hmm. I should have held some and mm -hmm. he sold them all mm -hmm. and he's really sad about it right or you're like your friend who went and bought the Audi yeah right? like you just have to know what your goals are what is your what is your exit strategy right, right? people say exit right. strategy cash flow right like oh what can I you, just your... go back to one second because we were talking about how even in this market you can still find yes. deals yes I'm going to tell you something that a mentor told me when I was first getting started. And that is you make your money when you, you buy. buy. Mm -hmm. You don't make your money when you sell. Mm -hmm. You make your money when you buy. You mm -hmm. have to be so smart about what you buy. Mm -hmm. And I don't buy anything that I don't at least have three exit strategies for. Mm -hmm. I'll either sell it, I'll rent it and it'll cash flow from the first day, or I don't know, I'll make it an Airbnb, whatever. But I always have multiple exit mm -hmm. strategies, multiple, multiple, mm -hmm. because I've, I'm seeing this a lot with like Airbnb gurus, especially on TikTok. They buy houses that they, they have to cash flow. Yes. Right. Right, they right, right. can't put a regular tenant right. in there. That is a bad investment. It's bad. Yeah. If you can't put a regular tenant in there, you're upside down in that property, mm -hmm. in my opinion. How do you feel about the 1% rule? I think... That is a minimum requirement. 1%? So, so I'm looking at, uh, well, in Memphis, so let's has say, all been 2%. Let's tell the, tell listeners or like what is the 1% rule? The, oh, okay. The 1% so, rule So is, let's say, so 
the 1% rule is 1% of what you purchase the property for should be what you get in rent. That's so, a lot. So for example, if you buy a $100,000 house, you better be able to get $1,000 a month for it. For a long-term. For a long-term long rental. rental. Mm -hmm. Yes. But there are juicy ones all over the country right now that are way more than that. Mm -hmm. Just depends on where you live, right? It does. So I'm in Southern California. Yes. Horrible for that. Oh, I mean, 1% doesn't even work there, does it? No. No. Like, you can't no. possibly get a 1% rule in Southern California. Actually, it's, it's and kind of hard all, here, too. And all the laws for the renters, too, in California right. are pretty... I intense. only own vacant land in California. Mm -hmm. I don't own any rental properties. I think it's mm -hmm. a really difficult market. Mm -hmm. This is the thing. Don't let fear stop you. No, And this never. is what I really want to tell every listener because you hear that and as a novice, you could be like, okay, I, I make my money, I buy it. But, but is now a good time? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like you start overthinking. Right. right. Literally, this is another quote that I actually have on my website. The best time to buy is yesterday. Yeah. The second best time, today. Today. Like, exactly. that's it. So you can't let fear stop you. Absolutely Because not. no matter what, let's say you buy at the top of the market, if you can afford that mortgage, over time, you're yes. going to be fine. As Make long sure as you, you can, can afford, hold on. Yeah. Exactly. If you can hold on to that mortgage, you are going to make your money back and you will be fine and you will get there. And real estate is a long term game. Absolutely. Like this is not a get rich quick scheme. No. You're not really just not. gonna take your 75k no. and go buy an Audi and no. be done. Look, like, you've that's been so doing weird. it for 10 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and, and I would say, I mean honestly my journey probably really started in 2018 when I got divorced for the second time. Not yeah. the virgin time that we yeah. were but for the second time. And um and and anyway that's a whole other story. But so I mean I've been doing this for five years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I am now in my first flip I have two homes. I'm working on my third uh, duplex. So it's not a get, and it's not a get rich quick. But no. but take action. It's the, don't yes. let fear stop you. So I would say don't let fear stop you. When I was doing a whole bunch of seminars, like fix and flip seminars in Phoenix, my closing thing that I used to always say to the entire audience who was just hanging on my every word, just wanting to understand how to get started with flipping. Mm -hmm. I would say, just start with one house. That's it. That's it. Just one house. Just You don't have to yep. build an empire and have 17 doors overnight. And mm -hmm. listen, my 17 doors was 25. I sold – like you sold them and you move them around mm -hmm. and it's the cups game there too. But you can just start with one. It all starts with one. Really. All, it always. always starts with one. Yes, it like, sure does. So you got to start somewhere. Absolutely. And the – there are so many people that have analysis paralysis. Mm -hmm. I meet a ton of them at the RIAs. Mm -hmm. And I love the RIAs for networking. And I would mm -hmm. love to get into the importance of mm -hmm. having a community of people that you trust mm -hmm. that will answer the phone when you call. But there are so many people there that have been going to RIA meetings and learning all about real estate for, for 10 years. years and yep. they've never. never bought, they've never pulled the trigger. Not right. one house. Right. So so buy the house. Buy the house. Buy the buy damn the house. house. Buy the damn house. Buy the damn house. Exactly. And on that note, I'm a real estate agent, so if you're buying in Palm Springs, you should use me. <laughs> shameless plug. Shameless, shameless plug right I there. I love it. Yeah. Okay. And Thank you. Scene.